One of the hardest jobs for a founder and CEO is to hire a great engineering team. And if you're based in the Bay, competing with the salaries of Google and Facebook does not make it any easier, which is why I'm really excited to introduce our next sponsor, Turing. Turing makes it really easy to build a software engineering team. Go to Turing.com and they will find you hand-selected top-tier engineers that can work with you on a remote basis. Turing.com is backed by Foundation Capital, Founders Fund, other execs from Google, Facebook, Amazon, and more. And they are on a path to help companies like you find a remote engineering team and not spend years doing it. So if this is interesting to you in any capacity, I would check out Turing.com, T-U-R-I-N-G.com. And when they ask you, how'd you hear about Turing? Make sure to tell them you came from the Forward Thinking Founders podcast. Specifically, tell them Matt Sherman 6. 6 is in the month June. And get that remote engineering team today. Not in six months, not in a year, today. And by the way, you get a two-week risk-free trial to give it a shot. So what are you waiting for? Go to Turing.com, T-U-R-I-N-G.com, and I'll see you over there. Now let's get into the show. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions of the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Vitaly Davidov, who is the co-founder and CEO of Adapti. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, Matt. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, It's okay. How are you? Uh, it's going pretty good. I had a pretty good day and I'm stoked to be learning more about what you're working on. For people that don't know what Adapti is or what you're doing, can you can you tell us what you're working on? Sure. So Adapti is a service for growing mobile and app subscriptions. And we help mobile developers to acquire new subscribers in mobile applications. And we have three core features for that. So the first one is unique economics calculator. Uh, the next one is A-B testing for paywalls. So paywalls is a screen where you can make a purchase in mobile application. And the last one is a promo campaigns in push notifications. So Apple made it legal since March and we just jumped into this feature. And what we want to do is to combine our knowledge in machine learning and mobile payments to create um, products like Bayesian A-B testing, user scoring, AppMagic forecasting, and recommendation engine for an apps. Yeah. So, uh, so tell me. So let's say I, let's say I have a mobile app. Um, is that it does 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 this work for any type of app? And uh, I'm just kind of curious if I was developing an app and I wanted to optimize in-app purchases, like how would how would I use it? What's the user experience like um, for someone that wants to use it for their own app? Yeah, great question. So basically, most applications now, except games, are monetized with mobile and app subscriptions. So it's more than 90% of all apps. And if you, your app is not free, and so it's mean it's paid, so you most likely will use in-app subscriptions. And how it works, you install our SDK with a couple of lines of code, so it's development-friendly, and we see on your payment stream when collect receipts from uh, your user's payment. So we don't touch payments uh, at all. We just take receipts from basically events um, from your uh, users. And we collect and aggregate this data into our dashboard where you can control further uh, behavior inside applications. 
why did you decide to build this this company? Um, I guess I'd love to hear a little bit about the origin of the story. Yeah, um, so it's a pretty interesting story. So me and my co-founder, we were working in a company called Easy10. Um, Easy10 is a mobile language learning application, and we've been in 500 startups. Um, yeah, and it, it was also a mobile application with subscriptions, and uh, we've been doing all technical stuff in the company. So from general backend development to marketing automation and marketing analysis and it was really tough task for us so every time when we need to analyze a bit testing or we need to calculate some revenue stream or conversions on some user cohorts it really took us a lot of time i mean even a week you know to collect data to clean it to put in some bi system and etc it's really a long process and so we started Adapti is our own internal product, solve our own problems here. Um, so basically it's just was a need for ourselves. Yeah, so this is how it worked. And uh, two questions. Can you tell me how um, large the team is now? Is it you and a couple of co-founders? Is it a little bigger? And then once we know that, we'd love to hear, how do you spend your days as the CEO and co-founder of this company? you spend your time recruiting? Are you shipping code? Are you recruiting users? Well, let's just get an insight of how you spend like an average day, even though I know all days are different. Yeah, all right. So I start with, with the team, okay? Um, so uh, also before Adapti, um, we founded a previous company, which we're doing um, machine learning consulting, and it was focused on uh, general statistics and you know some predictive models and after we decided to move to another company we took this team with us so basically our team we're a team of 11 people is the people we know for more than two years and we created the business together and i think this is one of the core aspects of potential future success is having a great team and I spend really significant time to work with team uh, and for hiring and as as more we grow as more time I spend for uh, for for hiring to be honest before starting this company I didn't know that hiring process can take so much time and this is one of the most beneficial thing I see in investors right now and so yeah, um, I think the, my typical day now is uh, probably 20% is hiring and 30% um, product. So me and my CTO are sharing a product vision together. And the last uh, about 50% of my day is uh, uh, working with our clients and marketing and sales and all of et cetera. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So are there types of apps that you, I guess, work best with? Obviously, you said outside of games, most apps charge, um, make money through subscriptions if, if, if that's how, if they make money. Is there an, a type of app that you work best with or are you pretty much ubiquitous, you know, Amon, hey, if you are charging for a subscription for your app, you can use us. Um, I guess, how does that work? Yeah, uh, actually, 
very universal product for all uh, for application of all sizes it's very, very interesting because most companies we interviewed and working on right now have the same problems on different sizes and from 5000 uh, mrr to 2 million dollars mrr they all share the same problems and it's just the problem of scale so as as more you grow as it's harder for you in in terms of technical part or even in terms of analysis part to calculate you know these different metrics on your cohorts and so yeah generally any type of apps but i think that we really work best with those who still finding the product market fit because you generally need a b testing when you're still looking for the best pricing for your audience when you try to optimize it on some countries and the point is that you need to do it very quickly because marketing budgets are very expensive so uh, buying uh, advertisement on facebook or on um, uh, google or youtube is super expensive and so you need to find the most effective pricing inside your app and the most converting payables as quickly as you can so usually you do it before five, $500,000 per month. Yeah. So this is our target right now. Yeah, totally. And you know, that's where you're looking at now. What I'd love to do is look out, you know, maybe a decade and, you know, hear a little bit more about your vision uh, for, for Adapti, you know, so if you looked out, you know, 10 years from now, what does Adapti look like? Um, what does it do? And we'd love, love to hear just high level. Um, what's the vision for the company? So when, when we started Adapti, what we wanted to do is to combine our knowledge of um, machine learning. So it's not a, not a buzzword for us. We have, we have degrees, we have practical experience. We launched a couple of projects with real working machine learning models. And it, we want to combine it with um, experience in mobile payments. And we believe that a subscription will uh, will win in all categories of purchases that we will make in the future, including, for example, buying a phone. So I guess my next iPhone in a couple of years will be uh, on subscription also. And so what we want to do is this engine that can help not only mobile apps, but for example, e-commerce or games to optimize pricing and to optimize purchases. So when you start, um, when you buy something, some um, services, the question is, how much do you need to pay? What is the optimal price for you? What is the optimal model for you? Whether it's a subscription or whether it can be a super expensive one-time purchase. So, for example, in some countries, one-time purchase works much better than regular subscription purchase. So this is what we want to do. A huge recommendation agent. Well, it's not a huge case. So this is just a recommendation agent for purchases in web and mobile. Yeah, I, I love that. Do you see any trends at all in the way that people make money or charge for their products? Like, are you seeing 
more subscription, higher prices, lower prices. I'm curious from your vantage point, like, I don't know, actually just a high level, like, do, do you notice things and do you act on these things or I don't know from your view, like what's happening in the in-app payments world? Um, if, if, if there's anything going on trend wise. It's really cool that Apple. So first of all, Apple is a driver in, in apps. So they charge 30% commission on every in-app purchase. It's really interesting. So they, uh, they make, uh, they make a lot of money on it. And, um, in 2016, as I remember, in 2017, a TechCrunch released an article that App Store is fooled with fraud. So it's a really interesting story. Um, when, when Apple released subscriptions, it was so easy to integrate in the apps and it was so tricky for a user that a lot of users just didn't understand what's going on when they activate subscriptions. And so they, this made a big market of fraud applications. So for example, when you buy uh, some really weird application uh, where you can scan QR codes, just for instance, and it's also distributed with in-app sub subscriptions. So from, uh, from a user point, it doesn't make sense at all when you pay regular payments for app that can only scan QR codes. Of course, it's super profitable for, for developers, but from a user perspective, it's you know completely trash. So after that, um, a lot of negative reviews um, appeared in App Store, and year after year, Apple started to um, to make it harder to go through a review review process. So guidelines made tougher and stricter, and it, it was not very easy to do it. And with iOS 13 release a year ago in previous September, Apple made a really interesting hack. So what they did is that after uh, uninstalling application with an active subscription, a user is prompt with uh, uh, some system notification with uh, a text like, hey, do you remember that you still have an active subscription in this app? Are you ready to uh, to go with it further, or would you like to cancel it? And so after that, uh, the market just completely changed, just completely, because all trash apps just started to lose their subscribers, and this is a deal breaker. So with these changes, as we can see, a companies with the technologies like us will win because a competition will become, you know, more fair in terms of marketing and etc. So b before like 2018 or before this feature, what you what you could do is just to set a paywall in just um, in just the beginning of your application in your onboarding, and you can just buy a lot of a lot of traffic, and some percentage of this traffic will definitely convert to uh, a subscriptions. So this is just a math problem, you know, it's super easy to calculate. So for example, you buy traffic for 100K and it will convert in half a year in 300K. So just the mathematics. And after iOS 13, this stopped working at all. And so now it's a fair competition in marketing. And now companies need to, you know, to, to tune pricing, 
to find other ways to get subscribers. So it's not that easy. It is really a deal breaker. Yeah. I feel like it, you know, you having a better product or a great product matters now more than ever, although it did always matter. Um, well, cool. Well, I appreciate you sharing all that. Um, it's interesting kind of insights into the world of subscription in the app store for my, for my last question for you, can you, um, you know, you're doing a lot. You have a big vision. You have a cool company. You all, you must need some help with something, you know, whether it comes from customers, investors, employees, et cetera. We also have a community here that's listening that is here to help. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help you with what you're working on? Um, how can we help? Well, I actually have one question and I want to make a survey. What is the hardest thing about working with mobile subscriptions or mobile payments in your company? Because we have, we have heard so many different responses to this question and I'd like to distribute it even more. And what will be really helpful for us is some criticism, uh, criticism in our service, just to you know, hear some reviews as usual. So it will be really beneficial. All right. And if someone wanted to um, learn more about your company, find you on, on the internet, or get in touch with you in regards to your ask, what's your URL? What's an email? What's, what's, what's a social handle where they can, where they can find you? Um, so the easiest way is you can just go to adapti.io. And you can just uh, write us to intercom and we'll immediately respond. So it's the easiest way to contact us because the only person who uh, manages intercom is me. <laughs> All right, there we go. Well, I appreciate you coming onto the podcast. I think this is an interesting space as you know, companies move on to this, you know, from growth at all costs to actually revenue being an important part of a business. Uh, you know, maybe it was less, less so the last decade. So I think you're in an awesome space and I look forward to watching you grow and, and um, I'll be, I'll be cheering from the sidelines. So thanks again for coming onto the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting all right, thank you for tuning in to that episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I really want to thank our sponsors of today's episode, Turing, for supporting June's episodes of Forward Thinking Founders. If you are a startup founder or a CEO and have any need for technical talent or need an engineering team, specifically a remote engineering team, I highly encourage you to check out Turing.com and see what they can do for you. They have a two-week risk-free trial where you can check out what they have going on and if you go over to turing.com t-u-r-i-n-g.com tell them matt sherman sent you tell them matt sherman six six being the month of june thanks for listening to today's episode and i'll see you tomorrow peace